Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Wow, was that awesome. How relieving was that as a fan? As a Browns fan, I can only imagine how relieved the players and coaches feel on the Browns. The Browns just beat the Bengals in Cincinnati, a.k.a. the little brother, 41-16. They made it look easy from start to finish. I'm your host, Josh Paloha, with a guy currently in Vegas, somehow found found some time to do a podcast. I don't know why. He should be on the blackjack (laughs) table, but here he is doing the podcast. Joining me, as usual, Joe Gilbert, Browns Instant Insights, WFMY Podcast Edition. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. If you're listening to us live, leave a comment. We'll future you as long as it's PG-13, as long as, long as it's clean. But yeah, I mean, beating up on the little brother. I hate to be like a Michigan reference, screw Michigan always, but it's nice. Baker Mayfield, it he it was like one of those – we'll talk about this later on. It was one of those chip-on-the-shoulder, doubt-me-Baker games in – he flourished as he usually does in those types of situations. Joe, first off, watching the Browns game in Vegas, how was it? And two, just talk about the Browns overall. Uh, it was awesome. I so I was at uh, Circa. It's like the new sports betting place. And uh, if you guys ever go to Vegas, you got to stop there to watch the sports there. <laughs> it was by far the best uh, sports book in the in the city, and uh, it was it was amazing just to see watch them. On the big screen, um, yeah, amazing. Putting twenty dollars on them too, Joe. Joe Gilbert, yes. huge spender, big, huge big spender. spender. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> big spender. So yeah, it was it was amazing, and uh, the just the game made it even so much more better and fun. And they actually, uh, from start to finish, they they didn't they didn't like kind of let them back in the game. They they went out there and took care of business and that was a fun game both the defense and offense played well um not nothing more you can pretty much ask for uh on uh, on a sunday here denzel ward his number one issue is staying healthy but when he's healthy Mm -hmm. i mean i know i uh retweeted a stat on wfmyc on twitter wfmycle um he just does so well, but his biggest issue is just staying healthy. I mean, he had that 100-yard pick six. Talk about a momentum changer. Cincinnati goes down the field, makes it look decently easy, about to score a touchdown, and Denzel Ward picks <laughs> the ball off in front of Jamar Chase. Not only is it like just a regular receiver, it's Jamar Chase, who's a rookie who's been dominating this year. And that was just like the turning point of the game. Cincinnati just yep. never regained the lead after that. Yep. Yeah, he was, he was dominant against Jamar Chase. Um, he looked, uh, my dad was talking about that. He looked frazzled, uh, Chase looked frazzled. He sort of looked like preseason, uh, preseason chase where he was dropping passes and struggling and, uh, give kudos to the secondary. They, uh, both him and Newsom, they really got into the, into the, uh, the Cincinnati, um, receivers and they, they won that battle. It was one of the biggest matchups in the game and the Browns secondary came out winning it by a big margin. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not like the Browns' offense just put up forty-one points and Baker just had a little screw you OBJ game. But let's let's talk about the defense first, since we're already on yeah. that topic. Denzel Ward, pick six. Greg Newsom, well done on um, Jamar Chase. But yeah. we have to talk about Troy Hill, Anthony Walker, and I mean, even I mean the whole secondary. Troy yeah. Hill was in the backfield. It seemed like almost every play. He ended up. Let's see, Troy Hill, seven tackles, two sacks two tackles for loss, three quarterback hits Yeah, as a slot cornerback. Give me that every game, all game. That's down. Yeah. yeah. He was, he was, he was one of the best players on that defense today. And it, it was fun to watch. He, he's been, it's kind of all the kind of bad play for this defense. He's actually been probably one of the more consistent guys, especially in the secondary. So it was great to see him just uh, continue that, and he was he played a dominant game. He was all over the place, made some big tackles. He's one of our better tacklers um, on the defense, and it was it was just great to see a defense finally show up and when we needed them because it was man, this week was rough. <laughs> it was rough. Yeah, was I know rough. Baker. I mean, after the game, it seemed like I was just scrolling through Twitter. It seemed like every question was either "Hey, who got injured." in the game or hey something about obj and mm-hmm. you can just tell that it was just like not only this week being over but winning the way they did today it was just like mm-hmm. a huge yeah just stress a monkey off back. yeah yeah a yeah. monkey off their back per se yeah i mean and then we have ed hodler chef ed great he always listens in and he's a big fan of ours uh it's nice to have a healthy defense strut their stuff it really mm-hmm. is i mean yeah. greedy williams got hurt first half he didn't come back. I don't think he came back. I don't think so. But besides that, they were they had their guys. And if yeah. I mean the offense Cincinnati's offensive line, we know that they're not that good. But yeah. to hold Joe Burrow in that offense to two touchdowns and both of them being the running back, you can't ask for much more than that. No, you cannot. Uh yeah, and, and just imagine JOK is gonna be coming back pretty soon, hopefully. And uh, because I think that was pretty much the only, they kind of gave up a little bit, some especially early on in the game, they gave up a little bit too much uh, short yardage chunk plays there. Um, but so just add him to the mix and uh, this team, this defense. Hopefully, hopefully this is a good stepping stone that they can uh, kind of shoot off from here because the talent is. We've talked about it how many times. The talent is all has always been there. It just put it all together, and, and today they did. This is, I would say, there was, there was obviously two dominant performances early on in the season, but I would say this is probably their best one because they're optimist, opportunistic on defense, getting those turnovers, getting the score, um, and then they didn't really, they didn't really let the Bengals back in the game, which was really nice to see. Um, they they pounded them throughout the game and what scored sixteen at the end, so that was pretty good. It was one of those moments where, like, the big brother sort of, like, scores early. If, if it's, like, a one-on-one basketball game, the big brother scores early and just never gives up the lead. I'm going to keep referencing yeah. this little brother because <laughs> it's awesome. But, yeah, I mean, Cincinnati had to be so – I mean, they had to be loving this past week. Not oh, only yeah. are they – do they have a better record, but they have arguably – I mean, let's be honest, Joe Burrow, no matter what you say, he's the better number one pick. I mean, let's just put it out there. But yeah, to for Baker and the boys to just go out there and dominate. It's great. And before we get past the defense, Anthony Walker, 14 tackles, one sack. 
Yeah. JOK is, is badly missed, but Anthony Walker has stepped up big time. Yeah, he has. He has definitely played. He's probably the last three or four games. He's played very well um, for the most part. And uh, just adding him, him and uh, JOK would be a nice starting duo right there. Um, he was he was good. He was very good. And then uh, just the defensive line was dominant again. Um, so that was nice to see. They uh, Bengals wanted to run the game, run the ball early, and they couldn't really do it. And so it kind of fell on the, on the uh, Burrow's uh, shoulders, and the secondary played well. And then they got to the quarterback, uh, Miles. I think had a sack. Uh, we had a they, couple blitz sacks. So yeah, in, in total, they had five sacks and twelve quarterback hits. I mean, if you're putting yeah. that kind of pressure on Joe Burrow. I don't care. Well, I'm not even going to compare him to Tom Brady, but I don't care how good of the quarterback he is. If you're putting that kind of pressure on him and hitting them, I mean, we're all human. So if you're getting hit all the time as a quarterback, you're always going to be looking around no matter how clean the packet is. So, yeah, yeah 12, 12 quarterback hits. And speaking yeah. of, the one, one Clowney. <laughs> but Clowney. Yeah, and Clowney, that one, the referees sometimes make such oh. questionable decisions. Clowney hits him somewhat late. It could have been a rough in the passer, but it wasn't. Cincinnati starts a <laughs> scuffle, so <laughs> and somehow a Browns player is called for unnecessary roughness yeah. after the play. So instead of it being a fourth down Browns ball, Cincinnati gets the ball first down, yeah. and they go down to score. Luckily, like, how do you it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If anything, it's like, who started it? Cincinnati right. it's off, Yeah, <laughs> right. So it luckily, so it didn't matter, but the Brown, that could have been a tor- turning point in the game. Yeah, it definitely could have. Yeah, that was that's another thing. They kind of there's so many so many instances where they could have where we've seen in the past where it kind of it would kind of kind of tumbleweed into into more worse things, and they kind of shut it down. Like there's a couple instances where this defense gave up just so many penalties. They still, which is another thing, they still need to improve on. Um, but they 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 rebounded and and they were able to shut them down. So that was good to see. And uh, the offense was there too, did that too. So it was, the, it, it just showed overall. It just showed that they, this, this team is tougher than tougher than we think. And uh, they they fought through a lot of shit today. <laughs> a lot yeah. of crap. I mean, not only today, but this past week overall. I mean, I know yeah. Craig in our Discord just shared a uh, quote from Baker that Zach Jackson tweeted. And by the way, I'm always going to plug our Discord. WFMY Discord, just join it. It's a lot better yeah. than Twitter. A lot of things are a lot better than Twitter, yes. let's be honest. But especially yes. during the game, we just talk random stuff and share random tweets and talk about how the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl, just stuff like that. Nothing, no, no big deal, you know? But yeah, the, no the Baker's quote Baker's quote from Zach Jackson, I'm proud of these guys and the focus they had despite all the bullshit that was going on this week. Perfectly yeah. sums it up. Yeah, I mean, say what you want about Baker, but he is clearly one of the team's leaders, along with Jarvis mm-hmm. Landry. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. I don't. I didn't watch the press conference, but judging by the answers that he was giving on Twitter, mm-hmm. it seemed like he never said like no comment. He just mm-hmm. was yeah. asked a question and he answered it wholeheartedly. I mean, that's yeah. that's obviously much better better to do after or much easier to do after a win. Yeah. Let's be honest, right, but. Whether it was like a little like quote unquote subtweet to OBJ or anything, he just not going to put up with bullshit. Yep, yeah, it was he. He had he had a really good week. 
like in terms of just handling all this. Like they had so much crap going towards him just from OBJ's father and all the, just stuff all across the sports world, just all this free uh, OBJ and all that crap. Uh, yeah, before you go on, by the way, okay, so not only was free Odell on Twitter, no, uh, my bad, it was hashtag free OBJ on Twitter, I think. Maybe it was free Odell yeah. too. But yeah. then shirts were made and yeah. his uh, some former LSU wide receivers. Yeah, now that Odell has already been freed, uh, Justin Jefferson, I know, former LSU receiver who's now with the Minnesota Vikings, wore that free Odell shirt. To not have to deal, I mean, OBJ, yes, he is a great talent, but he, yeah. at this stage, especially with how the Browns are, where the, we can talk about this too, the Browns are a team that they don't really need a star receiver. They just need like some really good receivers because they, their offense is an offense where it gets guys open. They don't need guys to get open, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. to not have to deal with the Odell BS anymore, it has to be so relieving, literally for everyone, the fans, the coaches, yeah. the players. Us. I mean, after this week, let's be honest. Yeah, us, the podcasters. <laughs> we let's don't have that topic every week. <laughs> yeah, after this week, I'm sure there won't be many OB, unless the Browns just flat out stink like, one of these games, and they'll be like, well, right. how would you have done with OBJ? Yeah. But it's just so relieving. Yeah. Or if they play against them. <laughs> I fully expect. That is I bound fully, to happen. I fully expect yes. them to join a team that's Absolutely. still. Absolutely. <laughs> Somehow because he has to like make up for the Browns screwing him over, even though the Browns didn't yeah. screw him over. But that's no. beside the point, too. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Adam Schefter, who is clearly getting a noose in the OBJ camp. <laughs> so true. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm just happy it's over. Baker handled it perfectly. He, he was honest about it and, uh, and he, and he put his play, he put his play first and, uh, he showed up today. So, uh, we can now go on to the offense here. It was, it was an impressive showing by the offense. There uh, has to be one person. Yeah. And there has to be one person on Twitter somewhere that said, wow, the Browns just put up 41 points. Imagine how many points they would have put up at the head Odell Beckham jr. <laughs> Yeah, that person clearly would not have seen watched any of the Browns this season. Exactly. Exactly. I, we talked. We talked about it all season. It just didn't work. We, I, I, I couldn't tell you why. No, like Jake Burns, who's one of the smartest guys on tour, on uh, on the Browns coverage. He had no idea. He like, there's just it just doesn't. It didn't work, and and it just kind of crescendoed into just a really rough weekend and week and uh so it was nice to kind of just kind of just end it it was it was sad to just see how it ended here but um it was the best move for him and uh at least after one game it looked good so small sample sample size small sample size (laughs) but it's always been a question yeah it's always been a question of is baker better and the browns better or the browns offense better without obj and i mean Last year, we saw that it was, and that was a decent – it was like a half a season sample size. I'm not saying that they are better, but this game as well, it's – the Baker just doesn't do – like Joe said, and like Jake Burns and so many other people on Twitter said, Baker just didn't – It they just never had the chemistry. I don't know yeah. what it was. I'll, we'll never know what it was, but it just yeah. wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, – yeah, it's just it's just weird. It's Sometimes you're – Sometimes it just doesn't work, and uh, it was good on the Browns to and Andrew Berry to kind of get out of that 
kind of end it. No one, no one to end it, and not not have it keep getting worse and worse and worse down the line. So it was it was smart move to just kind of end it and go on with our lives. Yes, and save money. But speaking of saving money. Yeah. Wow, that just this just sounds like I'm going into like a commercial Ooh, or something. Are we doing an ad read? I, we have, I wish. We I wish. Now? Speaking of saving yeah. money, go. You should subscribe to this insurance. No, but um, Craig Lindell's insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Lindell Insurance, Chagrin Falls. Um, what was I going to say now? I don't even know. Lindell Insurance has totally got me. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, just, yeah. Okay, so Adam Schefter, who clearly got his news from Odell Beckham and his guys, mm-hmm. said something about one OBJ wants to be on a contender. Wow, who would have ever saw that coming? Why would he want to leave the Browns and go to the, anyone but a contender? And two, he made it pretty clear that do not pick him up on waivers. Detroit Lions, yeah. I know you're out there. You need a receiver. Please, just it will be worth a few extra million dollars if you pick him up on waivers. But Browns fans, we will make a GoFundMe for you. Detroit Lions. If you if you put in a waiver claim for Odell Beckham Jr., please yes. just do it. Oh just man, do, do you know how do you know how great that would be? We'll slide you under like a seventh round pick later in the, in the exactly. offseason. We'll exactly. Do, do, like Odell thinks he's probably like one. He wants to be on a contender. Two. He wants to be on a contender yeah. that plays the Browns. Let's be honest. Yeah. Dude, well, what actually Detroit does play the Browns, so that marks one check mark off. But they're not a contender. But it would be so funny if Detroit or someone like that puts in their claim on them. It would be hysterical. It would be uh, Miami. Oh man, <laughs> they're looking for literally every single position on the field. Yeah. Jeff Naman, Jeff Naman has to be man. They, were, I think they lost. No, wait, no, they won today. They, Two and they seven. Won, but they congrats, congrats won. on beating the Houston Texans, who are probably the worst team in the NFL. But yeah. I mean, it's oh, I so badly want a bad team to put in a claim on Odell. Not only would <laughs> it save the Browns money, but just to like watch watch it from the outside. Oh, yeah. Watch it. Just it it'll be that meme where it's just you're just in the you're in the park in front of an explosion in the background. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it'd be great. Uh, it would be great TV. It would be. It would be. Yeah. But on with the offense. All right, Baker did well. Nothing spectacular, but he didn't have any mistakes. Fourteen of twenty-one, two hundred eighteen yards, two touchdowns, no mistakes. As we continue to say, as long as he doesn't make mistakes, if he's a game manager ninety percent of the time, but makes the throws that are needed ten percent of the time, down with it. I would yeah. love for him to be able to make the throws in the fourth quarter, which he didn't have to do today. But that's a he whole did other, though. other conversation. Big, he did make some big time throws late, actually. Which he nice. that one to David and Joku was, not, but it's also different when you're up three touchdowns and you're, you know what I mean. I want him yeah. under pressure to go out there and win a game. But hey, I'm not complaining. They yeah. were just one forty one sixteen today. That throw to David and Joku late was nice. The, the one, sixty the yard one to, touchdown. Yeah, that one yeah. sixty yard touchdown yeah. DPJ. Fancy, and then, heck yeah, and then baby! The one, yeah, the one, the one to him late in the game too on the yes. sideline. He drops it between coverage. That was that was probably his best throw of the game. That yes, was, that was a hard his, throw to fit in there. His only bad throw of the game was when he had Jarvis open. It was a play. It was after a long Nick yeah. Chubb run. It was a play action boot, 
and he had Jarvis open in the middle of the field, and he way un- he not only really underthrew it, but he threw it. It was really weird. I don't know if like the ball yeah, partially feel, slipped or what. I feel like so I was looking at. I feel like he maybe thought he was going to sit down there, kind of curl in, which I don't know why he would because it looked like he was running a post or something. Um, so it looked like he was just it was another miscommunication. But yeah, that was just it looked it looked awkward. <laughs> it was it was. Uh, yeah, that was uh, not his best throw, but overall he was yeah. he was incredibly good. Um, he, he was he he won the matchup today. He he stayed clean, no turnovers. Really, no, I don't think there was a turnover worthy throw or decision today, which is a great sign. So yeah, he was he was excellent today. Yeah, he was. I mean, like I said, a game that he did what he had to do today. Nothing spectacular, but nothing bad. And I mean, even. Um, yeah, he outplayed Joe Burrow today, which takes a lot as it is. But when and then when your quarterback does that and Nick Chubb, fourteen carries, one hundred thirty seven yards and two touchdowns. Dud. That is literally the recipe for success. I mean, your quarterback that makes no mistakes and your running back averages nine point eight yards a carry. Yes. Boom. And be- done. And before all the complainers like, Oh, why did he only get fourteen? Just go ahead and look at how many plays we had on offense. You're gonna figure out that because Baker only threw it 21 times. It's not like it was. It was an odd game. Like our like the time of the possession, the number of plays were strongly on the Bengals side. But that it was it was all because we stayed clean and and didn't turn and turnovers. Over. I mean, yeah. yeah, and like you said, turnovers. That pick six. So by the time the Browns' offense actually got the ball, it was seven seven, and there was four minutes left in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. I know in the first half, they had 24 points and had only ran 15 plays. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's uh, yeah, and then I think they had three plays over 60 yards. I think they I saw. Um, it was Nick Chubb. DJ. Yeah, Nick Chubb and, then I, think and they, I think they considered Denzel the. Oh uh, yes, okay, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, that was good to see. That was a that yes. was a obviously that doesn't count for Denzel, but it was it was nice to see just the explosive plays back in the offense. We had not seen that in I don't know three four weeks. So now. Baker can <laughs> throw the ball downfield. Interesting. Oh yeah, very interesting. Crazy, he right crazy in how that happens, too, didn't he? <laughs> Do that right in stride. But yeah, the that was, only uh, negative. Oh, come on, yeah. come on, come on. No, the, the, I just thought it was just. It was just a perfect game for him, and uh, it was it was fun to see. It's crazy that I'm looking at the stats now. The Browns outgained Cincinnati three sixty one three forty eight, and when you factor in the fact that Cincinnati had two possessions before the Browns' offense even got the ball, that's crazy. Oh, I know. Yeah, how many times did you think that would happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the only negative I can take from the Browns' offense, I mean, when they scored 40, 41 points and Nick Chubb dominates like he did. Penalties. I know we talked about this a little bit. The, the penalties have to stop. Ten penalties, eighty-four yards. At some point, it's going to cost them down the road. Yeah, it's it's still a killer. Which is it just because last year, if I'm not mistaken, they were pretty good without uh, penalties. But this year, they're just getting rocked, and a lot of stupid ones too. I think we had what four offsides on defense yeah. early and on in the quarter. 
and it's it not even bad, like discipline. Yeah. You can't even blame Kevin Stefanski or any of the coaching no. staff. It's just the like guys these are adults. Offsides, right? yeah, they're it's adults. Like they're it's not like they're like fifteen-year-old kids. If you're lining up offsides, it's the player's yeah. fault. It's no one else's fault. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah that and uh, yeah. It's just it's been the just the stupid plays really or stupid penalties. It's not really like obviously we're getting some pass interference and roughing the passer, which is always uh, bad, but it's just these very annoying ones that <laughs> luckily didn't affect us today, but um, can definitely affect us later on. So uh, we gotta, we gotta clean that up. That was, it's a continual problem. Yes, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, I know we just went through both sides of the, uh, both sides of the team defense offense in 24 minutes, but it's hard. It's a lot easier to talk about the positives in a 41-16 game than it is to bring up. I mean, literally the only negative thing I can say, stop the penalties. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. It's um yeah, it was it was a clean game overall, just in terms of like not turning the ball over, not making like mistakes on blocking and all that stuff. But yeah, the only mistakes were penalties and that has to shore up here soon. Um, I'm guessing Stefanski, that's going to be in the, uh, Monday or Tuesday, uh, film room session. Uh, it's probably going to be the first point. Um, most coaches, most good coaches are like that. They'll, uh, they'll point out the negative, even in the wins, they'll point that out first. And, uh, I'm sure Stefanski will put that on the top of the list. That's, uh, it's gotta, it's gotta be better. And, uh, we've seen, we've seen improvement all across the field. So I, I, I'm not. I'm not betting against them that they can shore that up, but it's got to be fixed soon. Yes, absolutely. And stay healthy. If this team can stay healthy, I mean, I don't want to be too optimistic, but, man, they showed a lot of promise today, and they were about as healthy as they've been all season. Yep, yep. And uh, hopefully JOK comes back. Hopefully, I don't know. I don't know if Greedy got came back or not. Uh, I haven't seen it. I don't think he did, but I you saying I hope JOK comes back too? We haven't even the offense just put up forty one points. Nick Chubb just dominated like he did. We haven't even brought up Kareem Hunt. Imagine yeah, but, when Kareem well, Hunt comes back. Yeah, that's another. There's another thing that they need to work on. The red zone is still a problem. Absolutely. Um, yes, it's still a problem. Which someone brought it up. I don't know who it was on Twitter, but the the missing of Kareem Hunt might be a re, a big reason why they're struggling. He was, he, you know him. He's he'll pull over people down there. So. Maybe if he can get come back, it, that'll help uh, short up. But like some of the play call, like the play calling today, that option with uh, Landry to like one of yes, those it was really weird. it was a cool play call, but it seemed Not as though they didn't. But though, and right. it seemed as though they didn't practice it that much. Like Jarvis <laughs> flinched, and in Jarvis that situation, <laughs> you need Nick Chubb to be running full speed when he catches it. Yeah, and because Jarvis flinched, Nick Chubb had to slow down, and boom, the play was over. So like I liked I liked the concept, but I didn't like how it turned out. Yeah, I didn't like the situation either. I think it was what like fourth and one or third and one maybe or third and two. Yeah, I I just with the way that that the run game was running early on in that game, I would have liked just to hand it off or uh, even I think Jarvis might have gotten a first down if he just kept it, which was weird. So I don't know, but yeah, it's uh. It's an overall situation where they need to be able to 
call better plays, not get too cute on sometimes, and then the execution just has to be better because it's been downright horrible. <laughs> and let's <laughs> be honest, but it was nice to see a play like that because like we talked, I think it was last week, Stefanski hasn't ran anything like special per se. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of one of those plays, just practice it more. I feel like, like yeah. I said, I felt like, it was one of those plays where, like, they had it drawn up, but they never practiced it because it just seemed so out of rhythm. It did, yeah. It was just, uh, yeah, out of rhythm is a good term for it. It was just, it was very odd looking, and and we've seen that on multiple fourth down plays, uh, red zone plays, where it just the rhythm seemed off. It, it just they have to, they just have to fix that problem. Um, it, you've got a talented running back in Chubb. You, I'm hoping we saw today. Um, I'm hoping and uh, Najoku becomes more of a, a red zone threat for him because he is super talented. He, I, I think they threw maybe three or four times in the red zone to him, so that was nice to see. So hopefully more of that, and uh, that can uh, and then getting Kareem Hunt back, and hopefully we can see a better red zone offense because they were pretty good last year. I, I'm pretty yes. sure. I, if I can think back there, it yes. was, it's just been very odd and kind of, I don't know, just kind of hasn't gotten better. So hopefully they can improve on that. And, and this offense can really take another step because they've, how many times have they been stopped and forced to get field goals and uh, getting seven points would be so much better for this offense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we said penalties was the only negative part of the offense today, but it was also the red zone, which has been a problem. Which is for crazy. quite a while now. 41 points. <laughs> exactly. And speaking yeah. of, you brought up field goals. Chase McLaughlin yeah. missed his first field goal, non-blocked field goal today. <laughs> should should the Browns cut him? Look for a new kicker. <laughs> I I have to say, if if I had to cho- choose when you were going to miss a field goal, up 18 was the perfect chance. So get all your misses out. Up 18. I'm I'm good with that. So it was it was a smart move by Chase getting that miss out of there, getting it down up 18, good to go. Is gonna not miss the rest of the year. So we're good. But you better knock on wood right now. So. <laughs> oh, uh-oh. but yeah, Chase McLaughlin. I mean, two for three. He missed one. It is what it is. Hmm. The other side of that, Scottish Hammer, three punts today, 39 yards per punt. His yeah. job might be on the line again. I would not be surprised if they try out a punter this week. Yeah, he, he a lot of them were obviously like to kind of pin him down, but he didn't pin him down that well. Like I don't think, I don't think they, he had one inside the ten. It was all inside the twenty. Like in those, he had one inside the twenty, and I don't yeah. think it was anyone near inside the ten. No, no, I think it was on the fifteen or something. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it was not his best game. We saw him improve over the past few weeks, but uh, this is a regression today. So hopefully it's just a blip, but I don't know. <laughs> he's, uh, he's frustrating to watch, man. Yeah, and like I, like I said, if we're trying to nitpick for the negatives today, so we're not yeah. getting caught up if in that at all. we're nitpicking on the punter, that's all right. Yeah, the Browns just won 41-16 against their little brother, the a.k.a. the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> They're f- five and four. Right, yeah, five and four. Baltimore so, won, so Baltimore is uh, solely in first. Yeah, Baltimore won in overtime. Justin Tucker, yeah. game-winning field goal, Mr. Automatic. Hate, oh, my God. I, because I was watching, I could see every game that was played. It was just oh, weird, frustrating. Weird flex, weird flex. Weird flex, thank you. 
Um, not to toot my own horn, but uh, yeah, but it was just frustrating. Like I, they were up down fourteen. I was like, they're gonna come back because the Minnesota was just playing terrible, even though they were dominating the game. It was, it's frustrating, man. They're the luckiest team in the league. <laughs> There's no other team luckier than the Baltimore Ravens, um, and getting a getting another win in overtime. It's, uh, I think that's what two or three this year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the so. Ravens are now six and two. Pitts Browns and Bengals are both both five and four. Pittsburgh's four and three. They've already had their bye and they play tomorrow night. So they're not only a game back, but then they play tomorrow night as well. Who they play? But I mean tomorrow? uh Chicago Bears. Wow. Yeah. At Pittsburgh <laughs> though. So that uh <laughs> probably not. <laughs> yeah. So but either way, I mean the AFC North is just so tough. So every road win count like I don't care who you play. If you get a win on the road, it's huge. If you get on a win on the road in the AFC North, it's even yeah. bigger. And so if it's big. a dominant win, that's even bigger. And the Browns did all of those today. They checked all yep. the boxes. Yep, yep. They uh, it was a must win. I know it's it's semi earlierish in the game uh, in the season, but th- this is this is <laughs> this this week was a must win, and they they got it done. So. Shout out to the fancy getting this team ready because yes, they could have they could have just laid an egg and kind of the season could have just fell apart from here, um, but they didn't. They came out hot and ready and just uh, a dominant performance. And uh, shout out to them. He he was uh, he was on his game today. Yes, yeah, Stefanski, the leaders. Like I said, Baker, Jarvis, whoever else was leader. I mean, they came to play today and they dominated. It's as simple yep. as that. Scott, I waited for next year. Summed it up perfectly. I'll read his two tweets. There is bound to be some mouth mouth breathing over here, over how the Browns played today without Odell. His absence didn't make the defense play the way it did, thus allowing Cleveland to let the game come to them. They were in control, whistle to whistle. It's true. I mean, besides like the first three minutes where Cincinnati was driving down the field, yeah. Browns were in the lead or tied from whistle to whistle. Was the offense improved today? One hundred percent. Was Baker out to prove his doubters wrong? No way to know without asking him. Let's be honest. That's a yes. <laughs> but it wouldn't surprise me. That said, it's the first time in weeks that they've had a complete game. Season saving? We'll see. One, yes, it was a season saver. I could only imagine how ugly this fall. This oh, it would, yeah, I, yeah, it would be. Yeah, it would just kind of tumble. Yeah, it was. <laughs> the Browns would be four and five. If the, the, the I'm, if the Brown yeah going to the Patriots they'd be four and five losing four out of the, out of their last five, and then losing after Odell left like that uh, it would have been a mess. Luckily we don't have to deal with yeah. it. I mean it's yeah. all positive thoughts. Yep. Sports talk sports talk in Cleveland might be listenable. Listen listenable. Did I just listenable. say listenable? More. It might be easier to listen to sports talk. That's much better English, Josh. That was. That was also a plus for me that I didn't have to listen to that crap. <laughs> I I I flew out of here. That was part of the reason why I went to Vegas. I needed to get the hell out of that city to not listen to OB. Joe had to go. Party. Joe had to go cry his tears with dollar bills. Is what he had to do. <laughs> I did. But seriously, I, I mean, it's firm or deny that I have lost money today. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But to, yeah, I mean, it's so nice. Just it's crazy the NFL roller coaster that is the week to week thing. I mean, <laughs> oh, last yeah. week people were calling for Baker Mayfield. Joe Woods, who else? Oh, Odell, obviously. But now, like, 
Baker, everyone's calling him a leader. Everyone's calling him, I mean, that's it's one name. But yeah. just the way he played today, I, he's not worth $40 million. I'm not going to get in the conversation. He's not worth $40 million, but, man, it's, that was, it's nice. It was big, yeah. And Joe Wood's a, defense played well today. Yes, I don't have to write it this week that he needs to be fired, so that's good. <laughs> and then it, it's just like, like I said, the roller coaster, it's just like, it's not the top yeah. throw jackster where it's just one big hill. Every every NFL weeks, now that there's mm-hmm. 17 regular season games, it's just a hill. Yeah. And you either keep going up or you go down. It's crazy. Yeah. It's and and in that same thought, next week <laughs> if they lose, then we're back down. So we gotta we gotta pin these things together. This is gonna be a hard game next week. Patriots are the Patriots, even though they don't have Tom Brady, they are a tough team to play. It's going to be probably one of their best defenses they face all year, so um, it's going to be a it's going to be a challenge. But uh, I, uh, if they uh, play like today, uh, both offense and defense uh, are going to be in good shape. So um, I'm excited to see them next week. And uh, yeah, it, it was a fun one today, and I can't wait. To see, I last week we were like, oh, I, I don't, I, I don't really want to face off next week, but. Uh, this week we're going into next week and kind of excited to see where where we're at. Yeah, they had the Patriots in New England, home against the Lions, at the Ravens, then and then a bye, and then the Ravens again. But these next three weeks, it can tell us a lot about this Browns team before their bye week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would, I'd be very happy if they go two and one. Very, very, very happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. If now, if that. W comes in in Baltimore that would even make it even better but yeah it's uh it's gonna be a it's gonna be an important stretch here next four games uh, is gonna be uh, very telling of where if this is a, um, a a battle for the division or if they're just battling for a playoff spot uh, because they can kind of switch switch up the uh, division here in the next four games uh, by uh, playing well and uh Possibly sweeping. Who knows? So let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Who knows? I'll That's take. Said. Who knows? If they go three and one, right? Yeah, three I would and say one. So. Yeah, four, split ball. That would be yeah. like that'd be like perfection. Three and one. Yeah, That's yeah, my before, perfection. Yeah, before the season, I I thought splitting splitting in Baltimore would be a win. It would be a win. Um, getting it, especially. I think they have a. Tough stretch there. I think the is the second. I think the second game is in Cleveland, right? After. Yes, it's Sunday yeah. night in Baltimore bye week, one o'clock in Cleveland. And yeah, while the Browns Baltimore, are on a bye week, Steelers they play Pittsburgh, right? Yes, yeah. yes. So that's gonna be a that's gonna be a definitely. I obviously all games in the division are huge, but uh, getting that win will be an important stretch because uh, they they have all the uh, they have the schedule gods. Even the, like the Cavs have not had the schedule gods on their side. Uh, the Browns, they're still doing well. They're still doing they're well. Still okay, doing well. Go on. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the schedule gods are on our side there. So hopefully we can uh, take care of business there. Yeah. And man, the Brown man in the Cavs starting here in a couple minutes. If you're listening to us live, if the Cavs win again, it's gonna be a good weekend to be a Cleveland and Ohio State sports fan. It will be. It will be. <laughs> and next Friday could even be a better weekend for, uh, uh, I guess not Cleveland fans. Madonna Ignatius next Friday. Oh, we're going there now. 
<laughs> Absolutely. We'll see. we'll see. But yeah, I I guess I'll ask you, are you going to the game possibly? I am going to try, yes. I think yeah. it's in Brunswick, so I will try. Man, to there. you're going to go see your school lose like that? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. We'll see about that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I'm a hot I mean, now. <laughs> Madonna's been on a hot streak all year. <laughs> but seriously, I mean, the Browns yeah. just won 41 16. The only two complaints we have are red zone offense and penalties. Two things that penalties. Are- they're self-inflicted. Those can be fixed, yep. hopefully. Red zone offense, as Joe said earlier, Kareem Hunt coming back could greatly improve that. So, Yeah, just overall execution will be better, too. Yes, yeah. execution. Yeah, and that even goes to penalties. Just execute. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I'm I'm very positive. I was very negative after last week. I didn't even want to hop on a podcast. Me too. Me too. I'm very positive. <laughs> they just, Browns just beat the Bengals, a.k.a. their little brother, 41-16. Joe, Final thoughts before you go gamble your life away in Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was just a, it was a fun day. Um, it was I uh, didn't really want to spend my uh, Las Vegas uh, last few days here uh, wallowing over a loss. So that was nice of them to do that. So <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. Before we go any further, before Joe said last few days, he's been there since Wednesday and he's there until Wednesday. So no one feel bad for him. All right, continue. <laughs> <laughs> if I survive, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was just a fun day, man. And uh, they played. It was it was probably the most complete game we've seen from both sides of the ball uh, together, uh, because in in the two dominant defensive games, uh, the offense didn't do much, and then the defense has been bad every other game. So it was uh, it was nice to see a full complete win and uh, in, in in division win. Um, getting their first win in the division. That was, uh, it was just very important, man. It was, uh, it was great. Absolutely. And I think that was just your uh, phone telling you that it's dying. So we picked a good time to uh, close us out. <laughs> and I think I forgot to do this in the intro. This podcast before Craig kills me, Craig from Lindell Insurance, by the way. Uh, but this podcast is brought to you by the Evergreen Podcast Network. I always, I sometimes forget that. I don't know why it just occurred to me. But yeah, final thoughts. A great win today. Five and four. Things are looking up without Odell. Luckily. Um, but yeah, the Browns just beat their little brother, the Bengals, 41-16. Things are looking up. New England next week. And Joe and I will be back with you five o'clock-ish next, next Sunday night, hopefully talking more positive Browns words. Yeah. Yep, Thanks wait. again for joining us, guys, and go Browns. Go Browns. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.